Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. My friends at MyPillow, my buddy Mike Lindell, told me he was coming out with a brand new product. It's called the New Mattress Topper. So I got the New Mattress Topper immediately, and I've been sleeping on it now for a couple of months. It's the best thing you've ever felt in your life. Now, you literally have MyPillow Foam for Support. It's a transitional foam that helps relieve pressure points, and it's ultra-soft, patented temperature, regulating cover, and I got to tell you, it has a 10-year warranty, a cover that's washable and dryable. It's made in the USA, backed by their 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee. Once you try this new mattress topper, you put it right over your mattress, you will never sleep better. And right now, you, my radio listeners, you're going to save 30% off when you go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code TOPPER. And by the way, Mike will also give you two standard MyPillows absolutely free. All right, so try MyPillow.com promo code TOPPER. Promo code TOPPER for this great deal and the best night's sleep you ever had. All right, three weeks from today when you tune into this radio program, well, guess what's going to happen? We're going to be talking about results of the election the day before, and it's either going to be you're totally psyched because you pick up Senate seats, get a much larger margin, and people like... Um, let's see, Cinema out in Arizona loses. Uh, Dean Heller wins in Nevada. Uh, we got Rick Scott, the new senator from Florida. Ron DeSantis, the new governor of Florida. Heidi Heitkamp gone. Joe Donnelly gone. Claire McCaskill gone. Marsha Blackburn, the new senator from the great state of Tennessee. That is what we could have in the Senate. Now, or you can have a... Loss. Democrats, Chuck Schumer is now the Senate Majority Leader. What a disaster that would be. That would be two years of unmitigated, nonstop, never ending, you know, Trump investigation, investigation, investigation. And the same goes for the House of Representatives. You vote, if you vote 
for any Democrat, you're voting for Pelosi in the House. These House races are all critical. And we know what Nancy Pelosi has as her agenda. She's now... The latest Republican plan uh, to gut essential health benefits and protections for pre-existing conditions will make it impossible for millions of Americans to afford the health coverage they desperately need. This is deadly. They already already destroyed the health care system. May I remind you, keep your doctor, keep your plan, and save money. And if you don't have a plan, we're going to penalize you. We're going to tax you. We're going to force young people to buy plans they don't want, they don't need, and they can't afford, and then penalize them if they don't get what they want. We know they want endless investigation, but not into the deep state. Oh, no. They want investigations. Trump, 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 Trump. I mean, it's going to be never-ending. Never-ending. And subpoenas, and just this is what they do. Then they want their crumbs back. Then they want open borders and and they want to eliminate ICE. But they're not telling you that. They're hiding all of this from you. Center for American Progress advising Democrats don't dare talk about immigration. Get off the topic quick. Don't let people know what you're really going to do. You're going to keep Obamacare, open borders, want the crumbs back and impeach the president. Impeach 45. Um, look at what has happened, though, to the Democratic Party. It's almost like they, they're so void of any one single positive thing to offer the American people. They are literally a party without an identity that is flailing with one source of energy, which is to hate Trump. They're not offering any plan for the forgotten men and women of this country. What did they run on? Obama's record, which I've repeated over and over and over and over and over again of economic failure, or they're going to run on what? How to protect the country with open borders? We already know what the results are. The the impact to our criminal justice system, our educational system, our health care system. I've been to the drug warehouses and the human trafficking that happens every single day with open borders. President's building the wall. He spent three and a half billion. He wants the twenty-five billion. And Nancy Pelosi, of course, said that's not gonna ever happen. Said, okay, well then you have a choice. You're gonna have a choice in twenty days. You want you, you want to give your crumbs back. You want to pay higher taxes. Vote for the Democrats. You want endless investigations and impeachment. Vote for the Democrats. Open borders. Vote for the Democrats. Obamacare. You happy with it? Vote for the Democrats and don't let any of these people with the Project Veritas.com videos. What do we see that they will say and do anything, including purposefully, consciously lie with abandon to the people of their states? We saw it first with Bill Bredesen in in Tennessee with the Project Veritas video. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, we're just saying we, we would support Kavanaugh. We would never do that. Once he gets in, he's going to be who he really is. We see it in Missouri with Claire McCaskill now. What a phony she is. There's no admitting there's no difference between her and Obama and, and her anti-Second Amendment positions. Planned Parenthood support that they hide and everything in between. And I can't imagine that Kristen Cinema is going to win in Arizona 
after she has been exposed all the ways that she has been exposed. But, um, yeah, so all around the world, people know what's happening in Arizona, and not in a good way. Right? We're not famous, like, in a good way. We're kind of like in a Lindsay Lohan kind of famous way. Not good. Lindsay, we're famous in Arizona in the Lindsay Lohan kind of way, not a good way. Arizonans are crazy. It's the meth capital of the of the world. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Then, of course, she's got ties, invites to Arizona State University, the lawyer, the radical lawyer that supports and helped the blind shake for crying out loud. Why would cinema ever do that? The meth lab of democracy. Arizonans are crazy. A lawyer who represents the blind shake organizing an anti-war rally. This happens to be my my favorite in the Washington Examiner. They dug this up. Self-described witches she sends invitations to for a big women's rally of some kind. An organized anti-war rally. You know, and then, of course, uh, she has no problems if people want to join the Taliban. I mean, people, uh, Martha McSally is a war hero. I just, I cannot imagine for a second that cinema can win this race at this point. So the Senate's looking good. You know, my hope is, is that three weeks from today when the results are in and we're looking at them, I'll be able to say the Republicans have held on to the House because you got up and voted and you made sure that Nancy Pelosi didn't become the speaker to stop the progress that we have made, which is significant in the past two years. We now have, instead of 13 million more Americans on food stamps under Obama and 8 million more in poverty, and no president ever went uh, an entire presidency eight years without a single year at 3% GDP growth, well, I hope you're going to support the 4 million new jobs we've had since Trump's elected, 8 million out of poverty and off of food stamps since he's elected, 400,000 manufacturing jobs, the largest tax cut in history, the the greatest amount of deregulation we've ever seen in in five generations in this country, including literally now putting in position in place an explosion of American energy independence, you know, by allowing coal mining to continue in West Virginia, Kentucky, and and allowing gas to be, you know, to fracking to take place and allowing Anwar to be open and pipelines to be built and putting, a, a, let's see, constitutionalists on the Supreme Court and lower courts in the country. I mean, and then, of course, you know, everyone that thought he would start, you know, little rocket man, fire and fury. My button's bigger than yours and works. Oh, World War III's coming. No, little rocket man stopped, blinked, capitulated, hostages home. Uh, remains have been sent home. Uh, we have nuclear test sites shut down. And now talk of denuclearization of the entire peninsula. Oh, the president shouldn't challenge our allies in NATO, even though they don't pay their fair share. And it benefits them to have the, the NATO alliance far more than us. But we're paying 72 cents of every dollar. And how dare the president say they need to step up and pay their fair share? Well, now they're doing it. And similarly, Western European countries that have been unfair with us trade-wise. Well, if you don't say that you're going to have a tariff against them, they're never going to negotiate. And the fear of the tariff has caused them all to negotiate. That means more jobs at home. Look at, you know, look at the, the, the new deal with uh, Canada and Mexico. That helps American workers in Ohio and Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania, you know, bringing back 
manufacturing. Look what it's done to the steel industry, which is seeing a revitalization, thank God. Jobs that are never coming back, 400,000 manufacturing jobs all coming back. Why? Because the president negotiated. You want to go backwards? This is, that's what your choice is. So we're either going to get together three weeks from today and talk about, okay, huge wins, Republicans hold the House and the Senate. Or we could talk about huge losses. You know, you know Speaker-elect Pelosi. Uh, let's see, majority-elect Chucky Schumer. You know, we can either be talking about Cinema losing in Arizona, Heller winning in Nevada, Joe Donnelly saying bye-bye, Heitkamp, bye-bye, John Tester, see you later, McClare, Claire McCaskill, goodbye. You know, we could say welcome Marsha Blackburn, welcome Rick Scott, welcome Ron DeSantis as governor. I mean, you see the proposals. Let me tell you people in Florida, you better wake up. These polls are way too close. This guy Gillum wants to put a 40% tax on business? Goodbye, Florida. The economy is going to tank. I promise you, it will tank. And that's not then to make it up. I guarantee you're going to join the ranks of New York, California, and every other dumb Northeast, West Coast state and raise income taxes, which Florida has not had to have. You watch Ron DeSantis or socialism. That's your choice. Same with this, you know, Rick Scott. I know he's not the flashiest politician in the world, but man, when something goes wrong and you need help and there's a crisis, there's nobody better. Nobody better than Rick Scott. I've gotten to know him so well in ways that you Floridians need to know because every time he's up in New York telling businesses in New York, get out of here, come down to our state, create jobs in our state, and they do it, well, he comes by and says hello to us. So I got to know Rick Scott. I mean, him, Bobby Jindal at the time, uh, Rick Perry of Texas did it. Governor Abbott's doing it at Texas. Unbelievable. And by the way, Ted Cruz, he needs to be reelected in ten- uh, Texas. Enough. I've had it with this phony hypocrite, Beto, and the, and the what, $100 million that people outside of Texas are pouring into your state. To lie about Cruz and manipulate who this guy Beto is. Yeah, nice guy, by the way. He got a DUI, but ran away from the scene of an accident and then lied about it. What other controversy? We got a lot of Beto stuff that we're going to be bringing out. I mean, just a phony. And every the only people supporting him are left-wingers in New York, Washington, San Francisco, and L.A. And maybe Austin, Texas. Kind of liberal there. Well, I'm just saying, being honest. I'm going to be down in uh, Houston and Beaumont areas over the weekend. I'm going to do some town halls down there. I'll tell you more about that as the week unfolds. There's a lot to do between now and three weeks from now. Now, we've got two Republican candidates literally attacked by anarchists and middle-class, quote, Avengers. I mean, it's so ugly out there. But you can't say or even suggest that, you know, get in their face and get a crowd and and you follow them into grocery stores and restaurants and gas stations and department stores. And we can't say we saw this coming. Pam Bondi, Secretary Nielsen, Sarah Sanders, Ted Cruz, his wife, Heidi and and Mitch McConnell. No, we haven't seen this coming. Now it's even worse. Now it's not. We got people being punched in the face. 
and a woman punched in one incident. No, I'm not making it up, a Republican candidate. That's in Minnesota. With only a kite, a house key, and wet hemp string, Benjamin Franklin captured lightning in a bottle. Over 260 years later, with a little resourcefulness, ingenuity, and grit, we're not only capturing energy from the sun and wind, we're storing it, ensuring Americans have the energy they need whenever they need it. Learn more about the nation's leader in energy storage at nexteraenergy.com. So you have a candidate out in, well, two of them in Minnesota. One's name is a state representative by the name of Sarah Anderson, literally punched in the arm after spotting a guy destroying Republican yard signs. Unbelievable. You know, Drudge Report has the headline here, Anarchist Middle Class Avengers. I mean, this comes uh, after the, the attacker, by the way, you know, left scared and her d- attacker only desisted. She had to flee in her car and throw it into reverse. Quote, it was insane. He was charging at me saying, why don't you go kill yourself? She told that to the Washington Free Beacon. To have someone physically coming after you and attacking you is just disheartening. The Plymouth Police Department in Minnesota are investigating the assault and it's an ongoing investigation, and she's not the only GOP candidate attacked. You have first-time state representative candidate Shane Mecklen is his name. He, this guy suffered a concussion. He got sucker punched while speaking with constituents at a, at a restaurant in Benton County. And he told the Free Beacon he's now suffering from memory loss out of the whole thing. And he's going to have to have four- to six-week recovery time ahead of him cold cocked while sitting at a high top table at a local eatery and you know hit his head on the floor over i was so overtaken and and shocked and surprised if this is the new norm this is not what i signed up for the benton county sheriff told the free beacon that his department has interviewed the alleged assailant and they're awaiting the medical records about the extent of his injuries before referring the case to the local da's office Eklund said he was disappointed that he had not seen Democrats condemn the attack against him. Well, we're not seeing any of that anywhere. And this is unbelievable. In the case of this this woman, Sarah Anderson, you know, man walked up, etc., you know, and these are, quote, anarchists. Really? Anarchists? Is that what they wonder where they got the ideas to chase people that are running for office? I wonder where they got that, creating crowds and... Follow them into restaurants, department stores, gas stations. Not welcome here anywhere anymore. All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program? I'll just take you back. I mean, this is not new with the Democrats, what we're seeing. And if you're just joining us, we have two Republican candidates that have been assaulted now in Minnesota on the campaign trail. Um, You know, if, if, if... if, take the words Hillary Clinton, you can't be civil. Eric Holder, kick them. Maxine Waters, uh, get a crowd, follow them into restaurants and gas stations and department stores and tell them you're not wanted anywhere anymore. On top of everything we've seen, Pam Bondi, Secretary Nielsen, Sarah Sanders, Ted Cruz, his wife Heidi, Mitch McConnell. And by the way, every, a lot of people. This is happening everywhere. You know, just imagine Republicans said it, and then you have these instances of violence. What would the Democrats do? It's directly—they re- ordered this. 
Now, I actually am somebody that is fairly consistent in my views, and at the end of the day, words are words. At the end of the day, as horrible as they are, they're words. You should be less reckless, less irresponsible, but you got to hold the people that are involved in the actions. You know, you have the, the case of Sarah uh, Anderson, this guy Shane Meckland in Minnesota. These are Republican candidates. One suffers the concussion after being sucker punched while speaking to constituents at a restaurant in Benton County. He suffered memory loss. Doctors tell him he has a four to six week recovery time ahead of him. Sounds like a bad concussion. You hit somebody the right way in the right place in the head and they knocked out and they hit the floor. You could actually die from that, believe it or not, if you're not careful. You could you can die. Uh, we know a lot more about head injuries than we've known in years gone by. He's cold cocked. He's just sitting at a, a table at a local eatery. Oh, at a restaurant. It was so I was so overtaken by the surprise and shock. If this is the new norm, this is not what I signed up for. Can't really say that I blame him. The sheriff is looking into it, waiting for the results, and then he's going to refer the case to the local DA's office. And you have Representative State Rep Sarah Anderson assaulted by a self-described anarchist who she caught vandalizing her campaign signs. She said, hey, uh, excuse me, those are my campaign signs. Don't vandalize them. I said, you can't do this. He said, yes, I can. I'm an anarchist. I can do whatever I want. No, you can't. That's not your property, she said. Tried to stop, tried to successfully videotape the encounter. Man backed her into the street, swearing. And he charged at me again. He said, go kill yourself. That's when Anderson had to get back in her car, car, saw the man walking on foot towards a gas station. She drove to the station, captured a cell phone image of the man charging her. He tried to stop her from leaving, punching her. Wow. He said, I'm leaving now. I'm leaving now. He was still with his head in my vehicle yelling at this woman. What did uh, Rand Paul say? Somebody's going to get killed. Somebody's going to get hurt and killed. I don't care what your political beliefs are. You want to you affect change in the country, you can do so in 20 days. Go to the ballot box. Keep your fist to yourself. And frankly, why are you even going to bother screaming, yell, and be rude to people? It doesn't get you anywhere. You have an opportunity to impact the country now in a significant way in 20 days. And same goes for the left. If they want to go out and vote, they can go out and vote. I mean, it's really scary. Um, We have, oh, oh, by the way, this woman, Natalie Mayflower Edwards. Remember, she entered the courtroom uh, apparently earlier today facing two charges, each carrying a maximum sentence of five years, $250,000 fine. She was released on her own personal recognizance in the custody of her parents. And this is the senior employee arrested and charged with unlawfully uh, exposing uh, the information that we've been talking about. Treasury person that was involved in releasing that information. I mean, beginning on approximately October 2017, lasting Edwards unlawfully disclosed that numerous SARs to reporter one the substance of which which were published over the course of approximately 12 articles by news organization for which reporter one wrote illegally disclosed SARs pertaining to, among other things, Paul Manafort, Richard Gates, Russian embassy. And it goes on from there. 
Edwards had access to each of the pertinent SARs, saved them along with thousands of other files containing sensitive government information to a flash drive provided to her. And she transmitted the information by means that including taking photographs of them, texting the photographs to a report. You understand what this is? By the way, Hillary's not getting in trouble for any of this. Now, here you go. We have all the records in that particular case. Uh, Want to go back in time? We talked about Kamala Harris when she's on Ellen. And she's saying, what was it? Mike Pence, Donald Trump, and one other person. I don't remember who. Oh, well, if you could only save one of them, which would you save? Do I have to save any of them? If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? <laughs> Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> Does one of us have to come back alive? Really? In an interview in 2017, remember Tim Kaine, Senator, Commonwealth, Virginia? He's a little bit ahead of his time, I guess, in terms of the violent rhetoric of people because uh, CNS News actually has uh, audio and video of Senator Kaine telling liberals to, quote, fight in the courts and fight in the streets and fight at the ballot box. Anyway, apparently uh, he was on with Mika Brzezinski of the Joe and Mika Liberal Morning Joe Show. I have a broad question about the future of the Democratic Party. How does the party reclaim its reach across the country while fighting these battles? Kane replies, the way we get outside the bubble is we take advantage of the tremendous public outcry against the administration. What we've got to do is fight in Congress, fight in the courts, fight in the streets, fight online, fight at the ballot box. And now there's momentum to be able to do this. And we're we not are so excited that the American public is energized to speak out against the abuses of this administration. The way we get outside the bubble mm-hmm. is we take advantage of this tremendous uh, public outcry against the administration. What we've got to do is fight in Congress, fight in the courts, fight in the streets, fight online, fight at the ballot box. And now there's the momentum to be able to do this. Now there's momentum and we could be able to do it. We got, uh, it was one uh, article out today, how Antifa placed several, is that true? This can't be true. Gateway Pundit reporting that severed pigs' heads at polling stations in Austin, Texas. No way, I'm not believing that. It's got to be fake news. Probably one of those fake reports. I have to talk to sweet baby James and find out if that's true. Michael Moore, beloved Americans, Tom Hanks, Michelle Obama could defeat Trump in 2020. Unbelievable. Sharon, no, it's true. That's true? The picture's in front of me. Thank you. Oh, good grief. It's really twisted and sick. I got to tell you. Look at how sad things have gotten. You know, you got this every mob now that we're talking about, mob mentality. Well, apparently they're scorched earth war against Republicans who oppose Brett Kavanaugh. By the way, you know they want to impeach Brett Kavanaugh. There's no reason to impeach him. No way they can impeach him. Can't be impeached for what he did, did before he was in office. Anyway, we had poor Susan Collins that day after the hazmat team had to be called in to deal with the suspicious packages that they claim Rison was a part of. Uh, one of these anti Kavanaugh nut job sent to her and her husband. Now we have a major university being bombarded with calls to rescind the honorary degrees they gave Collins in 1998 and 2017. And never, you know, it's just, where's, I mean, I just don't understand the whole sick, ugly, twisted mentality that has emerged here. But it's, it is what it is. 
This is the modern-day, radicalized, left-wing Democratic Party. Nancy Pelosi vowing yesterday that if she wins back the speakership, you might as well, you know, why don't you just in your mind say, do I want Nancy Pelosi speaker? Do I want to elect somebody that's going to vote for Nancy Pelosi? Do I agree with the agenda that gave us the worst economy and America's declining position on the world stage, which was Pelosi and Obama? Do I want that? And maybe I don't feel like voting But that's like a half a vote for Pelosi and a half a vote for your Democratic Senator Schumer if you stay home. She said if she, uh, nothing that she would trade for President Trump's wall. She said if it it happens to be like a manhood issue for the president building a wall, I'm not interested in that. We have to have comprehensive immigration reform, which passed in a bipartisan way in the United States Senate, but that the Republicans in the House refused to take up. That's the place that we have to go. We have to do something other than building a wall, which you characterize very well. In my view, it's immoral, expensive, ineffective, and not something that people do between countries. Um, But in any event, uh, it happens to be like a manhood issue for the president. And I'm not interested in that. I mean, imagine if Trump says it. We can't allow him to say we're not interested in protecting the border. Well, you're not. They want open borders and they want to eliminate ICE. Anyway, her stance on the wall won't matter. You know, we're Republicans during the lame duck. They have enough votes to pass, you know, the billions of dollars the president's requested. By the way, some Democrats are claiming Obama's AWOL during the midterm campaigns. This was in the Daily Beast. Too bad. I don't think he really helps. Voter registration numbers show no sign of Democrats' so-called big blue wave in the country. If you look at after conducting an extensive study of voter registration numbers across the country, NBC News, which has been pushing this phony blue wave narrative for a long time. Now, look, maybe it unfolds. I don't know. I hope not. I don't have a crystal ball. You have that power, not me. Anyway, that it will actually materialize. We'll say, you know, they're now not sure that with any uncertainty, new uncertainty over whether or not the wall or the wave will materialize. Contrary to the fake news media predictions, Democratic GOP voter registrations are at the exact same level as they have been in the past election cycles. Whoopsie-daisy. I don't know. By the way, a paid Democratic fraud uh, ring has been uncovered in, in Texas, picked up by CBS News in Dallas. Apparently four women have been charged with felonies in Fort Worth after discovering that they were intercepting ballots primarily intended for elderly voters and filling them out themselves before trying to trick the intended voters into signing them. It's not just a few ballots either. Voter fraud involves mail-in ballots and apparently is fairly widespread and a major organization. The Attorney General's office is pursuing the case for two years. It's a major organized crime situation known as Harvester's These women were part of a group that's been filling out ballots in the hundreds or even the thousands. Great. Well, where's the Democrats over that? Let's see. Pelosi, having the gavel will give me leverage over Trump. Pelosi, Democrats could win a tsunami. 
Some Democratic candidates are actually running ads against Pelosi. Don't worry, when they get elected, they're going to do everything you'd expect them to do. Vote for her. You vote for a Democrat anywhere in any House district, you're voting for Pelosi. You vote for a senator, that's a Democrat in Florida, Nelson, and Cinema in Arizona. If you vote against Heller in Nevada, if you vote for Bredesen, a Democrat, phony in Tennessee, not Marsha Blackburn, you're voting for Schumer. Same thing goes for Claire McCaskill. You vote for her, you're voting for Schumer. You vote for Heidi Heitkamp, you're voting for Shooter, Schumer. You vote for Tester, you're voting for Schumer. You vote for Donnelly, you're voting for Schumer. That's just what it is. You don't vote for Ted Cruz, you're voting for Schumer in Texas. Texas. Unbelievable. That'd give me more leverage over Trump if I have the gavel. I'll trade nothing. The manhood issue for the president building a wall. You know, there was one interesting article I read today. I don't know where I saw it posted. Perhaps the Democratic wave crested a little too early. Hmm, you you got to wonder. You know, think of it this way. In 20 days, you can be happy, very happy. You can be, eh, split decision. Say we get seats in the Republicans, pick up seats in the Senate, would lose the House, Nancy Pelosi, endless investigation, their agenda would stop a lot of progress. Or you can feel miserable. Now, I don't, well, I'm not sick of winning myself. And personally, just the price of admission to watch the media's face if you shock the world again in 20 days is worth it. You tune in election night and you can flip around, see their faces shocked again. What are they going to do then? They're going to hate you more. That's what they're going to do then, unfortunately. It's who they are. All right, glad you're with us. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 20 days from today. Very important midterm election. Donald Trump has asked Turkey for any audio or video evidence of this missing journalist, uh, Jamal Khashoggi. And, you know, well, are you giving, uh, are you giving, you know, comfort to the people that did this? President has sent his secretary of state, who I think is one of his best choices ever. Mike Pompeo. In the last two days, he's been to Saudi Arabia. They're denying it. And he's been to Istanbul and Turkey, where Jamal Shikogi, the Saudi journalist, uh, was missing. Now, we have two reports, one from the British newspaper, one from the, the New York Post, talking about audio revealing that Jamal Khashoggi was tortured and decapitated. I, you know, I... I shudder to, to go down this road. I suspect every, all of this is true because we know he went in Istanbul, Turkey, to the Saudi consul. He went in and he never came out. That we know. So uh, do I suspect, based on his criticisms of the kingdom, Saudi Arabia, um, you know, you're not dealing with the best of actors on either side of this. You know, just this week, we had an American pastor released after being held two years in one of their prisons. Why? Because he's a Christian. So I'm not exactly that confident in Turkey or Erdogan, the, you know, lunatic that he has now emerged into. And nor am I confident. You know, I'm the one that's most critical of Saudi Arabia than anyone else in the media and their mistreatment of women 
their persecution and murder of gays and lesbians, their persecution of Christians and Jews. You know, it's I, I, I know they gave to the Clinton Foundation. Didn't seem to get much criticism from any Democrat or the Clintons in this. But somehow, I mean, it boggles my mind. You know, that everybody rushed to judgment. And, you know, saying that the president, well, the president's saying he's not walking away. He's waiting for the facts to come in. He's asked Turkey now to reveal any audios, any tapes they may have. Ha- they may have. And there are reports, in fact, that they have it. From the New York Post, they're reporting that, in fact, Jamal Khashoggi was tortured and decapitated inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Also have a Turkish newspaper reporting as much. Khashoggi did work for the Washington Post. He vanished after visiting the consulate. He had lived in Saudi Arabia. He's not an American citizen, but he he wrote for the Washington Post for many years. Saudi Council uh, can be heard on the tape saying during Khashoggi's torture, do this outside. You're going to get me in trouble. Uh, In another tape, an unknown person, again, I can't corroborate this. I'm only telling you what the New York Post and, and the British newspapers are reporting and one Turkish newspaper If you want to live, when you come to Saudi Arabia, be quiet. Anyway, returned to Riyadh on Tuesday ahead of a planned search of his residence, part of the official Turkish probe into Khashoggi's disappearance. That is the the Saudi Council. He's back in Saudi Arabia. Middle East English language website, quoting a Turkish source, is saying that there were no attempt to interrogate Khashoggi, but that a Saudi hit team came to kill him. The source told the site that his death took seven minutes. Forensic physician Dr. Salah Mohammed Al-Tubagi listening to music as he began to cut Khashoggi's body while he was still alive. Again, New York Post. Turkish authorities believe Khashoggi was killed by a special team of 15 Saudi officials, though the kingdom, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, denies it. Says these claims are baseless. This report comes as Mike Pompeo met Wednesday after being in in Saudi Arabia, now meeting with the Turkish president, Erdogan, and the Turkish foreign minister after arriving from Riyadh, where he said the Saudis promised a thorough investigation. Mike Pompeo on Wednesday, refusing to blame Riyadh, said he didn't want to talk about any of the facts a day after the president said there's got to be a presumption of innocence, but he wants all the facts. Top U.S. diplomat. Diplomat Wednesday refusing to blame Riyadh, blah, 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 blah. Several of the members of the alleged hit team were found to have close ties to the crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman. Salman. According to uh, a photo by the New York Times, Turkish officials have shared an audio recording with the U.S. and Saudi Arabia that they say proves Khashoggi was murdered by Saudi operatives, except the president saying they didn't get any tape at this time. You have a pro-government newspaper reporting that Khashoggi's Apple Watch recorded the interrogation, torture, and killing. Well, I would assume if that watch exists and this happened and what we believe that he might have been taken out in body pieces, not sure that they wouldn't take the watch at that point, but before leaving Riyadh, Pompeo told reporters that the Saudi leaders made no exceptions on who they would hold accountable. Anyway, so now according to the British newspapers, they're saying Turkish Turkish officials have a recording of blah, 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 and that it, in fact, happened on the Apple Watch. Then you have some of the other people saying it's highly unlikely that Khashoggi could have broadcast a signal from his Apple Watch as it was too far for Bluetooth connection. 
You know, I think what's happened clearly is the Turks and the Saudi consulate had the Saudi consulate wired. They have transmitters and the Turks don't trust any diplomats and have been into most of the embassies, most consulates in Turkey, and they listen to what's going on. So we'll find out in this case. Um, my take, I think it probably all happened. But I don't think we should rush to judgment because the truth is going to come out probably sooner rather than later. Joining us now, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, former White House advisor. His brand-new book is phenomenal, by the way, Why We Fight defending defeating rather not defending defeating america's enemies with no apologies also dan hoffman fox news contributor 30 years cia op- operations officer uh dr gorka i assume you agree with me that all signs point to the saudis assassinating murdering this guy in a, a barbaric way that's what i'm thinking uh, you know the, there's a rule in warfare all reports from the battlefield must be questioned uh, I think this man is dead. Whether or not these audio tapes exist is another question, but it's absolutely certain that this individual was caught between two nations that want to dominate the Sunni Muslim world. That's the neo-Ottoman Erdogan regime of Turkey and the birthplace of Islam, Saudi Arabia, and this man was caught in the middle. However, however, this isn't the fake news. We've got to be accurate. This man wasn't a journalist. He wasn't an American. So what they're trying to spin, he was a foreign national resident here who was a commentator. He wrote commentary, and he has a long, decades-long history of backing the Muslim Brotherhood and is also related to the biggest Arab arms dealer of the 20th century, Adnan Khashoggi. So all of these things are total statements of fact, Sean. What do you think, uh, Mr. Hoffman? It's been a while, my, uh, my friend. Dan, it's good to have you back. I know this has been your life and your business for so many years. Um, my gut is pretty clear on this. Uh, I think this man was murdered in the most evil, brut- brut- brutal way possible. And I think that the president is wise, knowing that we're going to get to the truth now. There's no doubt we're going, we're going to have the truth. Rushing to that point is not smart, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, Look, there's a lot of evidence that we have already. We know that 15 Saudis traveled on this Gulfstream air and arrived at the consulate the day that Khashoggi entered. And we know Khashoggi never exited the consulate. Um, We know the makeup of those those 15 Saudis, four of them apparently part of Mohammed bin Salman's security team. One of them, the forensic doctor you referred to, was listening to music while allegedly dismembering Uh, Khashoggi's body after he was killed. Uh, What we don't know is what were the orders that were given to these 15 Saudis, and who gave them the orders, and then to whom did they report post-mortem? Those are all questions we need to answer. The president, I think, was 100% right to dispatch his secretary of state to gather the facts, emphasize that this is an issue of gravest uh, concern to us, We'll get the facts with accuracy and alacrity. That's what matters. I will remind uh, the listeners that when Sergei Skripal was poisoned back in March, British Home Secretary Rudd said that we needed to avoid speculation while we allow the police to carry on their investigation. I think that's what's going on here. And the last thing I would just highlight is that while Secretary Pompeo is meeting and doing his public diplomacy, I'm quite sure that the FBI legal attache in Riyadh and the other in uh, Istanbul or in, in Ankara 
probably meeting with their Turkish and Saudi counterparts, not to collect the evidence, but to, to be a part of reviewing it, Sean. You know, it's. I wish everything could fit in nicely, neatly into a box, assuming that I believe that the Saudis are involved. And whether it goes straight to the top, I don't know. The crown prince is denying it. I'm kind of having a hard time buying that myself. But knowing that they're a very different country, but... Now it gets complicated because also the Saudis, the Egyptians, Jordanians, the Israelis, the United States, the Emirates, they're all fighting against Iranian hegemony in the region and their quest for nuclear weapons and the instability that would cause the entire world. Um, I know everybody, Dr. Gorka, would like to say that, okay, we're cutting off all ties with Saudi Arabia. We're done. We're this. We're that. Um, I think there's, there will be consequences severe consequences the president said um but it gets a little rougher what do you do if you're also trying to battle another enemy i mean the united states did partner with our arch enemies the the former soviet union to defeat uh nazism in world war ii yeah absolutely i mean you, you don't make the perfect the enemy of the good geopolitics is like politics itself domestically. It is the, the art of the possible, not the art of the perfect. And, and the truth is, Sean, we have a lot of leverage over Saudi Arabia. Uh, at the beginning of the Trump administration, we established very, very good ties to uh, MBS, to Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, the, those relationships are now going to be tested. But this is a nation that survival depends upon our support militarily in arms sales and in training. So there's a lot that we can leverage against Saudi Arabia, but you are absolutely right. This is part of a great... Well, I wish we would have leveraged it in the last eight years when Obama was president, you know, knowing that gays and lesbians are killed routinely and Christians and Jews are persecuted and women are treated like fourth-class citizens. I mean, you know, that never seems to come up when there's a Democratic president. Sure. Can I, can I give you one example of how bad it was? So this guy, who was a deep, deep sympathizer for the Muslim Brotherhood, President Obama, when he went on his global apology tour, and he started it in Egypt, who was in the front row of that event, sitting there, Khashoggi. invited by the Obama White House? the Muslim Brotherhood's chief representatives. That's how big a difference an election makes, Sean. Yeah. Uh, Dan Hoffman, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, this is a bit of a self-inflicted wound, Sean, from the Saudis. I mean, it's the two countries that are most pleased about this is are Iran and Russia. They did absolutely nothing to cause what is a rift now between the United States and Saudi Arabia. I really believe that there are certain elements of our relationship that have to be immune from the vagaries of our bilateral relationship. Just over the weekend, former director of CIA John Brennan, with whom you know I've had my differences, uh, said that we should consider halting routine intelligence collaboration. That would do nothing but put our our citizens and our homeland at risk. So we need to not do that. Uh, and, And while we consider policy measures, I think the president is going to need to own this at the appropriate time. There's a bipartisan consensus um, to go pretty far and, and consider freezing military sales and sanctions. I think the president is going to have to reach out to the Congress and, and manage that to ensure, as, as Sebastian Gorka said, that our interests um, are, are taken care of from a national security perspective. Agree 100 percent with Dr. Gorka on that. 
All right, as we continue on, Sean Hannity Show, Dr. Gorker's brand new book, by the way, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies, No Apologies. Dan Hoffman also with us, Fox News uh, contributor, 30-year CIA ops officer. And uh, thank you again, both of you, for being with us. What about this story of this Treasury employee charged with leaking financial information on Trump campaign officials and the Russians, now been arrested and charged? Pretty outrageous. And it makes me think, why doesn't this happen to Hillary? Dan Hoffman. Yeah, I, you know, you got to be really concerned about that. Um, and I would like to learn more about the facts of the case and the extent to which the Russians may have sought him out. Uh, but it's very dangerous when government officials with security clearances are providing um, sensitive information to our enemies. Very, very serious issue, Sean. What do you think, Dr. Gorka? Last word. Uh, we need to find out in America if Lady Justice still wears a blindfold or if your last name is Clinton, you get a pass on committing felonies. It's really that simple, Sean. It really is. The double standard just reeks to high heaven. Um, anyway, congrats, by the way, uh, his brand new book, Why We Fight Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies. Uh, I'd say that's something we really need to remember as a country. Um, thank you both for being with us. All right, when we come back, the Mooch, Anthony Scaramucci will check in with us. James O'Keefe, his latest undercover video. Also, is it possible Pocahontas Elizabeth Warren loses in Massachusetts her Senate race as she really wants to just run for president? We'll get into all of that, the latest of the polls. Hannity tonight at 9. We've got an unbelievable show. Tell you about that in a few minutes. You don't have to be Sherlock Holmes, my favorite line, to figure this out. He goes in the consulate. He never comes out. We have intel that Saudi Arabia, the crown prince, was annoyed with this guy. They lure him. Where did these 15 people come from that landed in Turkey, went to the consulate, and left? Somebody who's an autopsy expert. What's that got to do with interrogation? I will not have my intelligence insulted or my support disrespected. I was the leading advocate for Saudi Arabia because they're, they're a strategic ally. And Donald Trump, President Trump, has been tremendous to the uh, Saudi, uh, the country, Saudi Arabia. This is the most disrespe- disrespectful thing I've ever seen toward a president of the United States. civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? (laughs) Does one of us have to come out alive? (laughs) If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, 
today and then go home go to the hill today get up and please get up in the face of some congress people but michelle says that you know when they go low we go high no no they go low we kick them that's what this new democratic party is about they go low kick them that's what we're gonna do and you can't be civil with with people you disagree with No, you can only be civil if we win. Push back, by the way. Get in their faces and and get a crowd together. You're not welcome anywhere anymore. Follow them into grocery stores and gas stations and follow them into, you know, department stores. You know, Pam Bondi, Sarah Sanders, Secretary Nielsen, Ted Cruz and his wife, Mitch McConnell. Well, now we got uh, the latest incident where we have the Minnesota Democratic Party suspended a spokesman for calling violence against Republicans. Two GOP candidates in Minnesota have been assaulted today and what are looks like politically motivated attacks. Democratic former Labor Party has had to suspend their communication staffer uh, only for a week without pay after making a Facebook post joking that Democrats would bring Republicans to the guillotine. The day after the midterm elections, then you got the Minnesota Republican Party chairman, you know, saying the suspension is not enough. Call for the immediate firing here. You have one state representative, Sarah Anderson, is her name in Plymouth and Minnesota campaigning Sunday. Saw a man kicking her yard signs, uh, taunting her and taunting other GOP candidates. And she said, please stop. He refused. saying he's an anarchist, could do whatever they want. So the politician did what every red-blooded American would do. She tried to catch the incident on video, and then the assailant was having none of that, cursing at her, backing her into the street, and telling her to go kill yourself, then walk to a nearby BP, presumably to stop, stock up on, you know, whatever Cheetos and Mountain Dew, whatever it happens to be, the go-to source or whatever. But Anderson gave chase in her car. The man charged her again, leaning through the window, punching her. You know, I mean, it's unbelievable. And that sign incident came two days after another House Republican candidate, Shane Mecklen, was punched in the face in St. George Township, northeast of St. Cloud. He's just campaigning in a barn or restaurant when a larger guy approaches him, described the conversation as amiable until the guy literally invoked the hallowed name of the middle class. The man we can only assume didn't wish to hear another politician talking about whatever So he punches the Republican in the face. Oh, get in their faces. Oh, uh, create a crowd. You know, follow them into grocery stores, gas stations, department stores, restaurants. They're not wanted anywhere anymore. Anthony Scaramucci is with us. By the way, next week he's got a great book. I've been reading it. I got an early copy. It's phenomenal. And it's called uh, Trump, the Blue Collar President. Uh, I know it's it's too early to talk about the book, but you tell some amazing stories about who really Donald Trump is, where he came from and and his background and, you know, a whole story that the media has never told about him. And I learned a lot reading it. How are you, my friend? Um, You know, Sean, I'm doing great. But, you know, you're 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 mentioning a lot of very interesting things. And one thing I always remember about the president, he may hit hardest, Sean, 
uh, but he always hits second, and he often hits last. I've never seen him unilaterally come after anybody. It's only after they attack him that he doubles down and starts to counterpunch it. You know, so Elizabeth Warren attacking him, he's ignoring her, and then bam, Pocahontas. Uh, uh, a, a Republican candidate in the primary attacking him, then he fires off the nickname. You know, so the, the the point being is that like he is actually a very civil guy until you start shooting at him. Then once you start shooting at him, he's going to hit you with the full force of him. I just think it's a very important distinction between what's going on between the Democrats. And well, the let me tell you, you know, I mean, it's so funny because I remember a conversation once I had with the president and and you were at the White House for a pretty short period of time and. He, he talked about you, which is very interesting to me. And he talked about, well, there's Harvard, Anthony, and then there's the kid in the street, Anthony. And uh, and I know both. I mean, you know, he, yelled, he yelled at me. He yelled at me after the cursing. You got to remember, like the, the guy, Ryan Lizard, like he's a total liar. He basically baited me into the call. But then he's asking me to do a profile with him. And then that's when I responded with the exploit. But you know what? It is what it is, Sean, but, but what the, the president yelled at me. He said, hey, man, I need less street, Anthony, and I need more Harvard, Anthony. But you know what, Sean, what makes you great on the radio and, and, uh, and the reason why we're so close is that we both have a little bit of that in us, don't we? When you were bussing tables uh, or washing When I was dishes. washing dishes, bussing tables, yeah. I was a cook. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right but you know something, a little bit of I wouldn't trade that experience in life for anything or the years I spent in construction, which was two decades of my life. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of us in, that are blessed and lucky and successful, I've met too many people that forget where they come from. And I'm not going to forget where I came from. And I'm just not. Well, it's just not in me. Well, that's the point, though. That's the point in the book, Sean. I really do try to explain that your story or my story is a classical American story uh, uh, where we were in these aspirational working-class families, and our parents wanted us to do better, and they were fully bought into, as were our grandparents, into the American dream. And so uh, what the president is trying to do, what you try to do every day, what I try to do in my small way, is see if we can make that happen for people that were similarly situated or are currently similarly situated the way we were in the 1960s and 70s growing up. And so that's one of the reasons why, despite getting fired from the White House, I never broke ranks or never broke my loyalty from the president because I really do believe his heart's in the right place. And I really believe that, uh, you know, he is the right well, guy. Well, the, 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 right the proof is in the pudding. I no mean, when, when, when you go no from question. eight years adding 13 million more Americans to food stamps, eight million more in poverty, you can't get three. The only president never to get three percent GDP growth, the worst recovery since the 40s. And now all of a sudden we got four point two percent for the second quarter of this GDP growth projections of way over four percent for the third quarter. You know, now we have four million more Americans working eight million out of off of food stamps and out of poverty. I'm thinking Okay, finally, the forgotten men and women, the the young Scaramucci's and Hannity's, are now doing better. Why? Why would we want to stop that? I, you know, not not, and I agree, and it's going to get better because he's continuing to delayer the process of regulation. Uh, he's continuing to find ways to incentivize corporations, large and small, to move their money back onshore of the United States. I know you talk a lot about uh, the re-engineered NAFTA or the USMCA now, 
Sean, I've gone through that. You know I'm trained as an economist, and I'm running an $11.5 billion fund that I founded. Uh, that is going to have monumental positive benefits to middle and lower middle class families, the re-engineering of that trade agreement, because it's just the configuration of the cars, just the uh, the manufacturing points and the price on labor uh, that's been agreed to in those agreements is going to mean more disposable income for working class families. And by the way, you know, where was the establishment politicians thinking about those people over the 25 years of NAFTA, Sean? Well, where were they? We have at the top of the hour, James O'Keefe, his latest undercover video about Claire McCaskill. Yeah, it's even worse than what we thought yesterday. You know, think about his negotiations with Little Rocket Man and my fire and fury, my button's bigger than yours, or negotiating that NATO now pay their fair share when we pay 72 cents of every dollar for defense, mostly of our Western European allies, or, you know, demanding better, more fair trade deals with our Western European partners, with Canada, with Mexico. What people don't understand is, if you don't threaten to pull out of a deal and you don't threaten tariffs, you're never going to get the deal. And nobody ever thought in the past to ask for these things. And the fact that he not well, only does it, then wins, then the American workers all across this country are doing better. And, and that's what brings us to this election. And I'm thinking, I don't see any good ideas from the Democratic Party that's going to improve the lives of Americans, make us more prosperous or secure. I don't care yeah, about it. I want, I want this country to be I'm prosperous. He also did something that the mainstream media is not reporting. On the 25th of July, the declaration of a ceasefire in Europe was absolutely brilliant, Sean, because he was able to get pressure on China from Europe. He's effectively, and people aren't really reporting this, but he's joined forces with the Europeans. The Europeans also have these trade issues and these trade grievances with China, and so what the president did is rather than fighting a war in two directions, he declares ceasefire in Europe. He knows he has to deal with them, but they're applying maximum pressure on China. And I'm going to make a prediction right here on your radio show. Hopefully you'll invite me back. I think he gets a trade deal done with China before the end of the year, Sean. And if not by the end of the year, it's uh, but, very early in the But let me quarter. tell you why. Because when he did – when he applied these sanctions and tariffs on China, what happened? Their economy took a 35% dive. So that yep. would tell me yep. by now they're probably, and I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming, mm -hmm. they're banging mm -hmm. on his door, begging that they can get no. this back. No question. Yeah, 7% hit to the currency, 35% hit to the uh, stock market, and their, their economy is grinding down. And uh, what we know about China is they need to create 25 million jobs a year just to break even, Sean. And so uh, if, if, if the locomotion of their growth and progress is stalled, uh, it'll be cataclysmic for that political system. So I believe they will be at the table. Uh, maybe they don't get it done at the G20, which is at the end of November, but I bet you they get it done shortly thereafter uh, because we both know the president's personality. He's hitting very, very hard, uh, but he's a very fair guy. And he'll hit the intersection of fairness with the Chinese government uh, and what is best for the American working family. And so, uh, and that's why he's doing so well. And, and, and by the way, you know, I'm back at Skybridge, Sean. I'm doing a lot of traveling around the country. I was in Detroit last night. I spoke to three or 400 people. I'm down here in Miami today. And the whisper rate is up. You know that whisper rate where someone oh, yeah. is telling people that they don't like Trump, and then they pull you aside and say, hey, Sean, by the way, 
I happen to really like Trump. By the way, is that say it with this group? There is right? an intensity of his supporters, and there are people that will never tell anybody who that they support right. him. But they're standing right, back. They, 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 listen, I get it. I love it. Uh, all right, so we're going to have you back next week. Um, you wrote the book. It's I'm reading it now. It's phenomenal. It's called Trump, the Blue Collar President. Uh, Anthony Scaramucci, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate your time. I really appreciate it. Have God fun. bless you. By the way, you're yeah, not you're not just week, down in forward. Miami working, so just cut just cut the ball. I mean, you're down there. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't give me street don't give me street Hannity before I get off the radio. Here. Well, there is no Harvard. Har- there is no Harvard Hannity. Harvard. Oh, there's no Harvard. That's right. There's no Harvard Hannity. No, no street Hannity on the radio. Uh, that's God all. bless you. Man. I'm just from my heart. That's who I am. All right, thank you. <laughs> That's hilarious. 800-941-SEAN. All right, News Roundup Information Overload. Sean Hannity Show. 800-941-SEAN is our number. Well, James O'Keefe strikes again. Now, first it was former Governor Bredesen, Phil Bredesen of Texas, and he was caught with his staff red-handed, just lying about who they are, what they really advocate, what they'd really do if we elected this guy to the Senate. As a result, uh, Marsha Blackburn's now poll numbers have been skyrocketing through the roof uh, because once people saw what a fraud Bredesen has been, oh, oh yeah, we're going to say we're voting for Kavanaugh, but we'd never do that. We're just saying it to get Republican votes. We don't mean any of this stuff. Now we got Claire McCaskill's staffer admitting she's lying to get elected and McCaskill's staffer saying that, oh, Planned Parenthood, you know, they hide those contributions so moderates don't get mad and ostracized. And another staffer saying that Planned Parenthood contribution scheme is is to not ostracize the moderates. And they say that McCaskill, you know, another staffer saying they support abortion, even though Planned Parenthood is not publicly supporting them. I guess they worked out a deal with them and McCaskill staffer, you know, going on. They don't deny publicly the support so she can attract Republican and undecideds. And that, by the way, she's just as she agrees with Obama on everything. She just can't say it. Let's play it. You're saying that you think she's more progressive than she lets on. Yeah. I think so, too. I I think think she's a lot more open-minded to, like, alternative routes to things. Mm -hmm. She can't be open about that. Why not? Because she would completely isolate her, like, the moderate Republicans. Oh. Yeah. It's like we have to we have to lie to get elected. Essentially. Something that uh, Darcy okay, found so out the other day is that Planned Parenthood will yeah. never donate money to Claire, even though she's very pro-choice, because they don't want to ostracize those pro-life Democrats that might not vote for her. Yeah, that's true. If there's Planned Parenthood funding, so they just uh, they just. Funnel it through Emily's list? I'll text you. Probably. I know. Okay. They go through like other means to get us that money. They specifically will not donate to us. So, uh, what were you telling me last night about Planned Parenthood? How they never, they don't donate to Claire because they don't want to ostracize pro life Democrats in Missouri. So, but they still somehow get, get us money? They put it through like different like organizations. Nick Starost explains how Planned Parenthood hides their financial support from McCaskill so the senator can try to maintain a moderate image to moderate voters. They, I'm pretty sure they like donate through like different means of like whatever, like through, whether it's through like Emily's List or whether it's through like something else. And that's to make, because their, their name is so polarizing. Yep. 
it keeps the pro-life people from knowing, or the pro-life Dems from like... Unless they deep, go deep, deep, deep down into campaign like finance, which most people just do not. Right. They, and like the people that do, that are actively looking for that, aren't going to be voting for it anyway, let's be honest. Right. Um, so yeah. So yeah, alright, so it's to keep them, keep the Planned Parenthood name off of the thing, but we still get the dough. Yep. Nice. I love that stuff. I love, I love it. It's great when it works for us. So <laughs> let's be honest. So I'm still trying to wrap my head around that that uh, thing Nick was talking about the other day that Planned Parenthood won't donate to us. Oh, yeah. I don't understand why. I don't get it. Um, I think it's the same with like Obama not endorsing any red state Democrats. It's so like, it's so that that Democrat isn't coming off as too like leftist establishment. Yeah, I think it's like a tactic just to like not make them too far left to try to get the moderate voters. But we're still going to support abortion, right? Yes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's I'm more like... of like them not like, they go through other means to support and give the money. They just don't directly give the money from their like PACs. Oh. So basically, we're still going to protect a woman's right to choose. Oh yeah, 100%. We just I don't got, we just got to kind of, what's that? I don't think I could work for Claire if she didn't. Right. Probably me neither, me neither. Yeah. It's a big deal for me too. Richardson tells our journalists that Planned Parenthood goes through, quote, other means to support and give the money, unquote. I don't know why Republicans are so against Planned Parenthood, but whatever. Yeah, so like the, the, the name is toxic to some. To some. Okay. And, but we want, we, it's so weird because like they are abortion basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, so it's like, I know she gets a lot of money from Emily's list. I'm just like, this, that and guns are my two biggest issues. Yeah, no, I think she's going to stay pretty strong on them. It's just like the name brand. All right, joining us now, he is the head of Project Veritas, uh, projectveritas.com. He's the founder and the CEO, James O'Keefe. You know, you are hated by people because of what you do. You, they, I'm, I mean, I've talked to people on the left. They, you drive them nuts. I mean, you give them fits of fury that I thought only I could do. Yeah, Sean, it's a seething, just utter disgust. And I think one of the things that they're seething most about, that what they're most hating right now, is the fact that both Claire McCaskill and Phil Bredesen, these are Senate candidates, one of them is a United States senator, have been forced to respond to these videos. It's all over the local media coverage. I mean, it's, it's, it's critical mass in Tennessee and Missouri. They're, 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 the local TV stations are calling me. And the D.C. journalists do not want to talk about this. In fact, I just got Dave Weigel of the Washington Post. He's tweeting at me, and he's, and he's saying, well, you know, she's been public about her, some of these positions. I said, Dave, what about all the other things she's saying here that she hasn't been public about? So they, they very much hate me, Sean, for good reason. Well, listen, I, when you expose fraud, what this is now exposed is something that I've been pointing out for a while. We have Maxine Waters on tape saying they keep telling me not to say it, and every time they tell me, I'm going to say it anyway. Impeach 45. Impeach 45. Then we see the Center for American Progress warning every single Democrat running for office, don't talk about immigration. We know we, know we want open borders and eliminate ICE, but don't tell the people the truth about what you're really going to do. Don't tell them. So what you have is a massive fraud, propaganda, lie campaign being perpetrated by a party that has lost any sense of moderation, that has no agenda that they're willing to talk about that's honest. That is a really scary 
scenario for the country and for people that literally that's the only way they can win is to lie and to hide who they are. That's what the story is about. These red state Democrats have been on your show now. Uh, This is the fourth or third video between Tennessee and, and Missouri. And one of the staffers agrees that McCaskill, quote, essentially has to lie to get elected. And this is not just one staffer. These are staffers throughout her office hiding, hiding and masking the source of contributions. One staffer says it's effing beautiful. It's great when it works for us, not against us, to take the money through indirect means in order to, I guess, appeal to moderates. There's a front-page New York Times story today about how these pro-life and pro-gun Democrats are a shrinking constituency in Missouri. The Democratic Party have voted these people out, but McCaskill still has to appear moderate so that she can get elected. So it is a truism that in order to get elected in the state of Missouri or Tennessee, you basically have to mislead voters to get elected as a Democrat. And that's what these stories uncover. You know, the thing is, to me, um, I think we the American people had it when the Democratic Party abandoned any sense of due process under the law, equal application under our laws. You know, immediately, I believe her, but they also had said the minute Kavanaugh was announced, we are going to oppose him anyway, by any means necessary. And then when all the, the, the allegations were getting more severe, more severe, and everyone saying, well, I believe her, not even wanting to hear from Judge Kavanaugh, no presumption of innocence at all. And when corroborating, so-called corroborating stories fell apart, they still didn't care. And I think the American people are watching that. We have a, a story out today where you got these anarchists, middle-class Avengers, attacking two Minnesota GOP candidates. They're assaulted. One is a woman. Uh, her name is State Representative Sarah Anderson, punched by an anarchist after trying to stop him from kicking her campaign sign. I mean, this this is now the Democratic Party, and you're exposing it. And, and, and yeah, you're going to be hated, but I think shining a light on truth, I thought this was the stuff that 60 Minutes used to do. Well, undercover, the, the McCaskill's statement, McCaskill, Claire McCaskill issued a videotape statement, which is unbelievable. I know you played a little bit on your show last night. And she said, and I'm going to quote it, she says, well, it's startling that Josh Hawley, that's the, her opponent, would be part of fraudulently embedding someone in my campaign. First of all, I categorically and unequivocally deny that he does not work for me. He does not work with me. I've never spoken to any of these candidates. I stay away from candidates. I investigate candidates. But she just went on TV, Sean. Claire McCaskill just falsely stated that Josh was involved in this. The attorney general of Missouri was involved in this. And then she says three times, I committed fraud. Well, well what, by what? Recording the people being honest? That's fraud? In their Isn't own words. Fraud? Their own own, words. It's not my words. I'm not the one who said, quote, get over it. This is a direct quote from one of her staffers, Nick Starost, about how she's going to impeach Trump and she's going to tell the moderates to get over it after she gets elected. That's their words. And she's calling me a fraudster for telling the truth to the American people. It's the job of investigative reporting to expose the truth. And and I think she's going to have to respond to her response because it's filled with lies and innuendo and accusation. I'm just glad that you were able to get all of this out and before the election. Um, Why do I suspect that there's probably going to be more tape? Other candidates, I have known you now, what, for a decade or more. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you know my M.O., uh, pun intended, Missouri now. You know my M.O. next is to release a candidate 
a bit at a time. We have two United States senators and their candidates opposing them, responding to our investigative work, relying in their responses. We're sort of using the Alinsky tactics against the Alinskyites. The Alinsky was to get the reaction and use the reaction, again, the reaction to the reaction. We have two reactions now, and we're going to the next state. We'll be releasing another video early next week in a very, very uh, battleground state. Same theme, Sean, that they have to lie, and then once they get elected, they'll do the old bait and switcheroo and do what they actually intend to do. And it's just all on videotapes, not my words, not my claims. I'm not giving you unsubstantiated not Well, let people watch it themselves, and they can decide. People are pretty smart. Um, uh, James O'Keefe is with us, founder and the CEO of ProjectVeritas.com, and the videos are up there, and you can check them out yourself, of both Claire McCaskill and her staff and Bill Bredesen and his staff, and he's telling us there's more to come. We'll come back. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and continue. 800-941-SEAN, our toll-free telephone number. We'll t- make a quick stop. Uh, there is an opponent for Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren, Jeff Deal, and uh, does that, that, that race now need reevaluation by the people of Massachusetts? We'll get to that. And your calls, uh, 800-941-SEAN is a number. We'll continue. All right, as we continue, James O'Keefe of ProjectVeritas.com. The videos are up on his website. We have a link on Hannity.com if you want to see them in full. First, Phil Bredesen of Tennessee, just his staff outright lying and tell to the people of Tennessee caught red-handed. And the latest now videotape of Claire McCaskill and her staff also caught lying again as it relates to who she is, what she really represents, and how she misleads the people of Missouri. And James O'Keefe is up to more mischief, apparently. And that means that we're going to have more more tapes in coming days and weeks, I assume. Can you give us any hint at all? Well, if McCaskill's staffer is saying that it w- you have to essentially lie to get elected, and this is her staffer saying this, and you have to mask contributions, it's effing beautiful to take the money indirectly so that the moderates don't know, it's, it's just more of the same, Sean, in other states, other staffers, other candidates for Senate admitting that once they get elected into the Senate, then they can do the things they can't talk about. And this is not a left-right issue. It's not my allegation. It's their words. These videos are having an enormous impact, Sean. The, 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 the thing in Missouri you need to know is that they don't want to talk about these things. This is so damning that, that she's saying ban semi-automatic rifles in Missouri. It's so damning. I, I, I think that's record. damning, but the worst part of this to me is they will set they'll purposely manipulate and lie to the very people they want to represent. I mean, we have a similar situation. I know you're not involved in this, but with with Kristen Cinema out in Arizona. Oh, well, how do you know I'm not involved in it? Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> maybe one of the states coming. Um, well, let me ask you: Are you involved in yeah. Nevada? Are you involved in Montana? Are you involved in North Dakota and Indiana? Are you involved in Florida? Are you involved in I think Texas? I'm involved in all of the states you just mentioned except one. <laughs> so, wow, we, we got a lot coming, Sean. And we, in fairness to the stories, we want to get the local media covering them, and and that's really critical because nobody outside of these states votes in those states. So the local media is covering it. The candidates are reacting. Clear is reacting. I'm getting calls right now on my phone from local TV stations. So it's it's going to be a very big couple weeks, Sean. Well, thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you for what you're doing. I frankly think you're you're performing a great service for the people in these states because I don't think they understand 
uh, what a spectacular conniving level these people are lying and and misrepresenting who they really are. And I think it's eye opening. And thank you for doing it. And uh, thanks for taking the heat on the other side of it, as you always do, too. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas dot com. Thank you. All right, projectveritas.com, Hannity.com. There was a 2014 study, a scientific study, and they said the average European-American walking around is 0.18% Native American. She's half of that. So the idea that she continues to double down on this lie is the most disgusting thing to me. It's the fact that she's in the public eye and she continues to use this. And what she was trying to do was put this to bed so she could run against President Trump in 2020. And it is backfiring on her. And I'm glad to see it because what she needs to do is come out and apologize to all of us. I'm not running for president. I'm not running for president. I'm not running for president. I am not running for president of the United States. Are you going to run for president? No. Um, I'm not running, and I'm not going to run. After November 6th, I will take a hard look at running for president. Hi, I'm Jeff Deal. Running to be your full-time U.S. Senator. You don't need a part-time author, part-time senator, and part-time presidential candidate. I'm going to put Massachusetts first. I'm Jeff Deal, the guy who stopped automatic gas tax hikes. And now, I'm out to stop partisan gridlock in Washington. That's why I'm running for Senate against Elizabeth Warren. The same Elizabeth Warren that called police officers racist from front to back. Me, I call them heroes. The men and women who put their lives on the line every day. My campaign isn't about party politics. It's about getting the job done for Massachusetts. I'm Jeff Deal, and I approve this message. All right, that is the ad. Glad you're with us, by the way. 25 now till the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN is our number. Those are ads by Jeff Deal, Elizabeth Warren. Well, she does have to get reelected as senator if she wants to think about running for president from the great state of Massachusetts in the Commonwealth. Look, here's where we are this week. Elizabeth Warren has claimed forever that she is Native American. We can go back to 1986 to 1995. She listed herself as a Native American in the directory of the Association of American Law Schools. She identified as a Native American during her tenure when she was a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. While teaching at Harvard Law School, she was described as, quote, the only tenured minority woman. And on multiple occasions, Warren stated that her mother and father were forced to elope because of racism surrounding her mother's Native American lineage. She was featured in a Native American cookbook that is entitled Pow Wow Chow. And it turns out, according to the DNA test that she released uh, just this week, well, it turns out she is approximately between 160, 164th and 1 1024th Native American. Let me interpret it another way. That's less than 0.1% Native American, 96% European. According to the American Journal of Human Genetics, that's less than the average white person that lives in the United States. So you have her claiming to be a Native American in her professional career, her political career, for personal gain, claims her family was discriminated against as a result of all this, then tries to prove to her detractors that she's right and releases a DNA test showing less than 0.1% of Native American heritage. Now, is this all the Democrats have to offer? You know, identity politics at the worst. And I mean, you know, it's a national embarrassment what's going on here. 
Now the question is, I, I know that Massachusetts slants solidly left. I know it's a solidly blue state. But do you really want to elect somebody that has lied on such a spectacular level to advance her career all throughout her career as your senator? Well, Jeff Deal is the candidate running against Elizabeth Warren. I know it's a long shot, but, you know, Massachusetts also at different points elected guys like Bill Weld and Mitt Romney at the time. So I guess it is possible, Jeff, that uh, the people of Massachusetts can wake up. How are you doing? Hey, Sean, great to be with you. Thank you. Hey, this is the state where, um, you know, Scott Brown won when he ran against yeah. the Affordable Care Act, the state that was the model for the Unaffordable Care Act. So uh, it, we can definitely win this. And I'll tell you something. The Boston Patrolmen's Association has never endorsed a Republican for the U.S. Senate. They've done it in this race. The last Republican was H. George H.W. Bush. Um, when Elizabeth Warren talked about the criminal justice system being racist front to back, I mean, she got so many people angry. There's a lot of families out there that care about community safety. And here she is insulting law enforcement. So uh, this is a different race than I think most people are expecting. And uh, I think now that uh, she's made it very clear that she wants to run for the White House in 2020, um, and no focus on Massachusetts whatsoever. Uh, this is a no-brainer for a lot of people out there. And, and of course, the integrity issue, I'm not really concerned about her ancestry, but the integrity of claiming Native American heritage is what I think people are most concerned about. And she says one thing all the time and does another. She wants to raise your taxes, Sean, because you're a one percenter. But she also herself deducted $50,000 worth of clothes in one year to lower her own taxes. That's Elizabeth Warren. $50,000 in old clothes? That's like the Clintons you know, deducting their used underwear as a, that's all true. They did it as a tax deduction. By the way, I don't think anybody wants their old underwear <laughs> and they put a value to it. You know, I've always said this, Jeff, that basically liberals are generous only with other people's money. Now we had the latest numbers from 2016 come out and the top, bottom 50% of taxpayers in this country, they only pay 3% of the bill, just three. We have redistribution. 10% pays 40% of the bill. You know, I mean, so, I mean, I don't know what else. The, the tax cuts, the fact that they want their crumbs back, they want to impeach Trump, they want endless investigation, they want to keep Obamacare disaster, they want to eliminate ICE open borders. I mean, that's the whole thing, and hate Trump. That's it. Yeah, she wants to get rid of ICE. In fact, it was a Cambridge uh, Warren supporter about a month ago that was arrested for putting a $500 bounty on ICE officers. I mean, you know, her rhetoric actually is dangerous. And when Republicans wanted to fix health care, make it actually affordable about a year ago, uh, she was the one that said that Republicans want blood money from the American people. Now, this was right after Congressman Scalise had been shot by that Bernie Sanders supporter. So, you know, she really doesn't seem to be able to temper her rhetoric whatsoever. And uh, I think if you saw on Monday after the back, backlash of putting that video out, uh, and she got a lot of backlash around the country, including Democrats like David Axelrod even was critical. Uh, she went on a 26, I believe, tweet uh, rant about uh, Donald Trump. I mean, she's just obsessed with Donald Trump and has no focus at whatsoever on Massachusetts and what's important here. Whereas, uh, you know, I've been a legislator here for eight years. I've actually put $2 billion in tax cuts back in people's pockets, and they know it. And uh, we've been campaigning pretty strongly. I think that, uh, again, you're going to be pleasantly surprised on November 6th with what happens. Listen, I hope so. You may not know this about my background, but I lived five years in Rhode Island, uh, in Warren, Rhode Island, not far from the Swansea and Seekonk uh, borders with Massachusetts. And, you know, I spent a lot of time. This is, by the way, when it was the greatest NBA time in history with Magic versus Larry Bird and, and Parrish and McHale and DJ and Danny Ainge. I mean, it was probably one of the best teams and one of the best rivalries ever in sports. Um, been to Faneuil Hall. Been to, I've been to Boston a lot. It's a beautiful city. 
But I will tell you that, you know, if the people of Massachusetts don't see through this, I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> well, look, Steve Grogan, the former quarterback, probably around the time you were there, has yeah. uh, endorsed my race. Uh, Kurt Schilling's endorsed it. But most importantly— By the way, where's Tom Brady? He needs to endorse you. <laughs> we need to get that hat in his locker, Poor right? Tom Brady but, is the most hated man, except for New England. He's the most hated man in football. Number one, because he's a phenomenal football player, and they just don't like the fact that he wins that much, and they don't like the fact that he has, you know, a pretty wife who used to be a model. They just hate him for it. Right. Well, look, you know, Sean, a lot has changed since you've been here. Unemployment's now at the lowest we've seen in New England and Massachusetts since 1969. That's that's for the whole country, but Massachusetts is even lower. It's at 3.5% right now. Warren wants to repeal the tax cuts of 2017 that have given our state more money as far as new jobs, wage increases. Our state's collected over $1.2 billion in unanticipated revenue because of that. She called it crumbs just like uh, Nancy Pelosi. And uh, she, if she had her way, would undo that and raise your taxes. I think she said 50% would be the baseline. And she's not sure. She said 90% might be too much when she was on uh, MSNBC a few weeks ago. 90% may be too much, but at least 50%. And then, of course, she wants to make it fully government-run health care, which, as we know, has a $32.6 trillion uh, price tag attached to it. And of course, that puts a bureaucrat between you and your doctor. Uh, if you like government-run health care, then you love having uh, you know, to wait for a hip replacement like Canadians do or dialysis like uh, people Why in Why do you England think so do? many Canadians come to the United States when they need heart surgery? Because they right. get better care that they're willing to pay for here. That's why. Right. Government has to ration health care if they take it over. And by the way, there is no incentive to drive down costs once government becomes the guaranteed payer, just like student loans. You know, Elizabeth Warren complains about the cost of college. Of course, she charged $350,000 to teach one course at Harvard. Uh, but, you know, the fact is when government becomes the payer of the loans, uh, whether a, a student defaults or not, doesn't matter. Those colleges get their money. And so they drive the cost up year after year after year. When government gets involved and takes the free market out of it of competitiveness, then that's when costs become completely out of control for us, the average Americans. Well, I wish you the best in this race. And I hope our friends in Massachusetts and Boston and everywhere in between will uh, pay attention to you know, the big lie of Elizabeth Warren and understand what her real true ambitions are here uh, for her to become president. You've got to reelect her. And Jeff Deal is offering a better economic vision and better security for the people of Massachusetts. And I wish you well on your race, sir. Thanks, Sean. And if people want to get involved, it's not too late. Dealforsenate.com, D-I-E-H-L-F-O-R, Senate.com, if you want to get involved or help out. 20 days till Election Day. Just promise me you won't turn out to be Ben Sass if you win, okay? Not at all. Thank all right. you, Sean. I appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN. Toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. All right. Let's uh, let's say hi to Loyal in San Diego, uh, Kogo Radio. What's up, uh, Loyal? Uh, how are you? Glad you called. Doing good, Sean. Huge fan of yours and Trump supporter. Well, thank you. What's going on? Hey, I got a, I came up, got a kind of an idea that might help us out on the uh, the midterms. What do you think about getting Trump to do a address to the nation, televised address, that way the fake news can't block anything, showing all of his accomplishments on TV? I lo- Look, I love the idea. I'll tell you what would happen is the media won't cover it. The media, yeah. now, they're, they're trying to black out all of the Trump, you know, literally put a ban on all the Trump... Uh, rallies that are going on. And by the way, they do it to their own detriment because people want to watch them. Now, yeah, I mean, well, Fox has run, run yeah. a number of them. We can't, you know, run every single one. 
Uh, but uh, I, I will tell you that it's pretty popular TV for a lot of people, and it's a lot of fun. And I think, you know, the fact that he's talking about positive results and that we're better off than we were two years ago, it's a pretty good message. Why would the media want that when they're in the pockets of people that uh, slant solidly Democrat, solidly socialist left? Absolutely. Totally agree with you. I think I think that would I think him doing that would be would bring people out of the woodwork, though, because yeah. people people would watch it if he did a address to the nation. Just an idea. Well, I think it's a good one. I like it. And maybe you should just do it on cable because, you know, everyone forgets. I, this was the most surprise. Remember, Linda, when uh, we were battling, you know, that weirdo pervert late night host. What's his name? Jimmy Kimmel. And I heard Howard Stern talking about it. I know that he's friends with Jimmy Kimmel. And he's, why is he battling Hannity? Hannity's on cable. You know, Jimmy's on a network. Hannity probably wants to be on a network. I've always known Stern. He's a genius when it comes to media. I I don't care that he's friends with Jimmy Kimmel one bit, and I don't care that he's defending his friend at all. But the fact is, is that those days of big ratings on, on these networks are over. It's done. Any big news night, when there's news that's covered by the big three networks, we, our show, Hannity, beats all of them. You know, the premiere of whatever that big show is that we beat that night. Um, I, you know, I don't even know these shows anymore. I don't even watch these stupid shows. It was a reality show. No, I think it was Law and Order. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the point is, I mean, his, his ratings are less than half of what I get every night. Less than so half. So you're not sick of winning? No, I'm not sick of winning at all. And I'm very thankful to the audience that, that they keep me uh, working on a full-time basis. But I'm, I'm doing my best because I want this country to succeed more. I just feel it now more. I want to win so bad. Number one, I want to shock the world again. Number two, I want the success to continue. I'm that person. I'm the forgotten man and woman. That's my whole life. I didn't grow up with any silver spoon in my mouth. I worked since I was 12, eight years old delivering papers, 12 years old washing dishes. I, you know, all the people now that are getting jobs and new careers, and we gave the numbers out yesterday. We have the, the highest number of available jobs ever in history. And compared to the unemployment rate, we have a million more jobs available than we do have people that are on unemployment. It is a fantastic opportunity for people to, you know, change jobs, change careers, get more money, get better benefits, have a gr- greater career trajectory in their life so they can maybe get a little bit better house, a nicer car or truck. They can take the vacation, go out to eat, you know, every other week, whatever they want to do, not have to worry about where the money's coming from, save for retirement, you know, get something really cool for the kids, the grandkids. That's all takes money. You know, I've been without money and I've had money. And believe me, it's a little easier when you have it. And anybody that tells you any different is full of crap. Also nice that I get to give some away, too. I like doing that. What are you laughing at me? Why did, why, why did I get that face? I never laugh at you. I laugh with you. Now you just lied, because you absolutely laugh at me a lot. I never laugh at you, only with you. You're, right now, It's you, a partnership. It's a team sport. That's like saying the treat is going to make it, and you knew darn well treat wouldn't have made Didn't it. Didn't she and, make it? Yeah, because they used, the, they used the choke over. chain and shock treatment. That's how they got her to obey. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, there is. Uh... All right, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, Fox News Channel. We're loaded up. We have Newt Gingrich, Lindsey Graham. We have Senate candidates from Missouri, Josh Hawley, and from Arizona, Martha McSally, Tammy Bruce, David Limbaugh, Pam Bondi. That's all coming up tonight in an important opening monologue. News you will not get from your corrupt media. 9 Eastern, Hannity on Fox. We'll see you tonight at 9, back here tomorrow.
All right, who's there for heroes or their families left behind when a service member or a first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless vets and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11-01? I'll tell you who. It's the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Now the foundation's gold star, fallen first responders, smart home and homeless veterans programs and the foundation's never forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrances all across America. Over 80 runs, walks, climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute. They're educating kids from kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep their vow to never forget Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. They're hoping all of us will donate $11 a month. Just go to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org, the letter T, number two, letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere, and it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com, get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Who does Sean Hannity choose when diversifying his savings with gold and silver? None other than the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. Gold Co. is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with thousands of five-star reviews, and they've helped tens of thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn more. That's HannityGold.com. 